You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. for being flexible danielle i did oversleep today so oh, i appreciate it oh hey it's it's really no problem i'm a really flexible gal i uh actually that came in handy the other night um somebody tried to submit me with a banana split which is <laughs> they're trying to like sort of stretch your groin muscles in a split like fashion uh until it hurts a lot and you tap and i just i don't really i'm really tap to that i'm pretty flexible one that's impressive too. I'm trying to remember what the name of the Zack Saber Jr. move is, where he stretches your groin muscles in addition to other things. That one might be orienteering with napalm death. <laughs> oh yeah, in wrestling, uh, oftentimes wrestlers will come up with their own names for moves. <laughs> orienteering with napalm death. So Zack Saber Jr. is like a lot. Uh, that one's, I think, a reference to a stand-up joke. Some okay. Like, a stand-up comedian did about going orienteering with the band Napalm Death. I don't know what orienteering is, though. It's some British people thing. It's So, I, I only know what it is because... So, I ran cross-country in college, and there were a couple of uh, women on my team who did orienteering. It's basically running through the woods... And, like, kind of racing, but you're also, like, setting waypoint. You're also doing, like, mapping <laughs> or something. Okay, it's not, like, literally mapping, but, like, you have a map and you're finding points and doing stuff like that instead of, like, racing on a course. So like, like, a navigation aspect to it. So, like, in, like, when you're in an open world RPG and you're, like, exploring and filling in your own digital map, but it's yes. like that. Like, you're like, oh, and now I'm at this spot. And then it fills in on your little, like, HUD screen. I don't know. Yeah, when, like, Geralt's little, uh, his little friends show up on the map, you know, yeah. around Roach. <laughs> I have never run through the woods. So that no? is, like, I've only run through the woods digitally. Okay. That's my only reference point for Let running through the woods. You, it's really fun. I'm writing a horror screen, uh, screenplay right now. Because this is another fun hobby. I okay, have a lot of hobbies. Danielle, I really oh, thought... Wait, I have a lot of hobbies. <laughs> one, I really thought you were saying I'm riding a horse right now. And <laughs> I was, like, ready to stop. I was like, Danielle, you do too many things. You're not allowed to podcast <laughs> on a fucking horse. That's too cool. There is an awesome man called Ilir Latifi, who is an awesome MMA uh, fighter. He's a great wrestler. And there's a wonderful picture of him, a horse that I might need to show you. I'll I'll look that up. But, but in the meantime of of I guess looking that up, uh, no, I'm I'm writing a horror screenplay where there is definitely a scene where people are running in the woods and there's a ghost and it's pretty fun. Um, That's super I like cool. running in the woods. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a good time. I, I guess I should intro the show. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
you're listening right now. Thank you for listening, and I hope you continue to listen. Uh, this is the Fan Fight Podcast. I'm Danielle, and I'm joined by FanBite's wrestling section head slash czar slash senator slash president, LB Hunk Tears. What's up? <laughs> I've never president. ridden a horse in the woods. Oh, uh, I've ridden a horse, but not in the woods. I mean, I have ridden a horse in the woods, actually, but I was, like, real little, and it was on, like, a trail, and the horse oh. knew to only stay on the trail. Oh. And I was just, like, a little LB hunk tears. Oh, that's so cute. That sounds like a cute, like, moment in life. You know what I mean? Um, like, I think it was probably, I'm allergic to everything. Sure. So I was sure. probably sneezing a lot. So if sneezing children is cute to you, then you would have loved to see <laughs> me with animals. <laughs> Uh, you with animals, uh, and here is a picture of Ilir Latifi, yes. a horse. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send this right over a to horse. our channel, and we are definitely going to put this in the show notes so that you can oh, see it. It's so good. Cool. He's also on a beach. He's on a beach. That's like he's a romance novel wonderful shit. man. Oh yeah, he's he's a like a wrestle man. So he has like the thickest neck you've ever seen in your life, like a thick barrel chest. Uh, a very muscular man, a very like funny and like personable and a really good wrestler. And just that's all I think of when I think about riding a horse. I think about Geralt and Roach and I think about Ilir Latifi on a beach. So, so there you go. the thing about this is it's this like very pensive photo of him. But the tweet, <laughs> the, like the <laughs> caption tweet is, for some reason, I get requests to post this picture all the time. So here you go. Crying, <laughs> laughing face. Yeah, he's like a really <laughs> personable, funny dude, even though he looks extremely serious here. It's great. Maybe he was worried about falling off. I don't know. You, you know? I mean, he's barefoot. He's barefoot. He's bare chested. He's just wearing like fighting shorts, it looks like. I don't know. You know, sometimes you just gotta, you're fighting on the beach, you finish, yeah. and then you hop on a horse and ride away. It happens to. You know? Yeah, it happens to you, I guess, if you're a Latifi, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right, but uh, I think I am, and uh, I'm I'm proud of myself if I am because yeah, you know, good for me. I mean, you know, that's how I would me. pronounce it. Good for me, and and good for us, and good for the Fan Fight Podcast where we discuss MMA and pro wrestling. We do a beautiful exchange every week. Uh, so each week, I am the MMA fan, and I come with an MMA fight that I think is interesting or cool or has something cool to discuss. And LB comes with a pro wrestling match uh, for me to watch and to enjoy and to understand uh, some of the very cool things about pro wrestling. So we, we kind of have this this meeting of the minds, the meeting yeah. of the fists and minds uh, that I think is, is very beautiful. Uh, LB, do you want to intro the wrestling segment this week sure yeah so i finally broke out of 2018 apparently <laughs> my favorite wrestling year um into something that just happened this weekend oh. which was AEW revolution um i wrote a review and recap of it that's on the site yes. uh my what fellow fan fight writer colette arand uh which i may be mispronouncing her last name i don't know um i'm sorry it looks, colette it looks right could also be wrong, but it looks right. But you know what? We, like, that's, I think, how it would be pronounced wherever the name is from. But maybe that's not how they say it in, here, where we live in sure. America. I don't know. Sure. But she sure. was on the Outsports uh, wrestling podcast talking about it. And now we're going to talk about it on this podcast. It's yes. getting hella coverage. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I showed Danielle the Darby Allen Sammy Guevara match from early on in the evening. And... Uh, 
<clears throat> I have been like a long time proponent of Darby Allen. Like yeah. he is such a star to me. I'm so glad he ended up in AEW where he can be his full skeleton man skateboarding self. <laughs> um some things to know about Darby Allen, Danielle, that I didn't tell you. Uh, he's a former skater or professional skater. Oh, um, cool. He, I noticed the skateboard is it factors heavily in a lot of the things that he does. So that yeah. is very cool. I mean, there's even somebody in the crowd with a skater die sign <laughs> supporting him. Yeah. Um, he also, like, I guess, did some other things like before he was a wrestler to try and get in the entertainment world, mm -hmm. such as, uh, well, he went to film school. Oh, good. Uh, he also lied to get on the reality show Sex Sent Me to the ER. Oh, oh, good. He hired good. an actress to pretend to be a woman he'd had sex with at the park and that they'd been <laughs> attacked by bees. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so they're like in the like the like talking head booth while actors reenact this fake bee attack <laughs> it's really incredible uh, i highly recommend it he's just like this weird little guy who wears jorts and leggings and paints his face like half a skeleton and just like does crazy shit and i love him um and sammy guevara is this like little like, really fuckboy, hot guy, uh, <laughs> vlogger. Great hair. Great hair. hair. He has a wall of, he has, like, a beautiful picture window in his apartment that he has completely covered with a wall of Funko Pops. Nice. Which nice. I think is, like, if you're a heel, which he is, that's, like, one of the great heel moves I've ever seen in terms of, like, real-life heeldom. Yeah. Just be like, yeah, I don't no, need to see on my window. Good. I want to look at my Funkos. Um, <laughs> so he is a member of this faction of heels in AEW called the Inner Circle, um, run by former, now former champion Chris Jericho. I've and heard they of are, him. They are just a bunch of bullies. Okay, uh, they're bullies. They are bullies. And he's kind of a little young hip one in the group, mm -hmm. um, but he's a bully too. They just. Love beating people up, being mean. They take great, like, joy in other people's suffering, which makes them, like, really fun heels. But it's also like, yeah. come on, guys. You can't just be beating everybody up all the time, drinking champagne, being bad. Yeah. So, being Sammy Guevara. Just yeah. guys being dudes being jerks. Guys being like. dudes being jerks. That's it. <laughs> that is. Yeah, that's what a lot of wrestling is, Danielle. A lot of <laughs> is it. Is it? Oh, yeah. nice. Uh, guys being dudes being jerks together. That's what a heel faction is. Ah, uh, I'm learning so much. You, you're doing amazing. I'm Thank like you. impressed every time. Thank you. So they were all beating up on this guy, John Moxley, who's now the new AEW champion. But at the time he wasn't, all the guys in the inner circle were just, you know, stomping on him, hitting him, being mean. Yeah. And Darby, who doesn't really have like a lot of friends in within yeah. the story of wrestling because he's like this weird loner skater skeleton boy um <laughs> comes skateboarding down the ramp to come like you know fight against these bullies but he it's not enough 
and they, you know, start beating on him too. And then Sammy Guevara takes his skateboard from him and then kind of knocks his throat <gasps> into the edge of the skateboard. Oh my God. That's actually very dangerous. <laughs> I'm like, I'm very scared. Wow. Yeah. So he didn't actually injure his throat for real with okay, the skateboard. Okay, okay. So it's okay. But in the story, yeah. he's like a real actual man. Sammy Guevara, which is, I don't know if that's his real name. Darby Allen, definitely not his real name, because if if there's anybody in the world who would name themselves after Darby Crash and Gigi Allen, it's this guy. Um, yeah, yeah, fair. But yeah, he like swore revenge. And so they had a match at Revolution, which I sent to you. And that yeah. is the lead up and how we got this far. I am so glad that you did because... And I, I feel like I wrote my notes here as I was watching, uh, <laughs> which, you know, is fun and good. And I'm just going to read uh, my notes. It shouldn't take too long, but these are these are my notes. <clears throat> the Spanish God, his hair, this promo for Sammy, the skateboard flip. We go right into the action here and barely even go in the ring. And then there is an actual note, which is, it's something I learned and noticed at PAX, but wrestling announcers and MMA announcers really do sound the same. It's pretty cool. All right, back to my, me reacting. OMFG, the skateboard throw. I do love the use of props. Table prep is incredible. Good holy Christ, how many rotations on that flip? Do these guys start in gymnastics? Finger bite! Does Guevara have part of the table in his back? The skateboard gun is perfect. And then we end on my main point here, which is, I think this is my favorite match that we've watched so far out of the three. And I really enjoyed the first two, but this was so much fun. And the energy was so high and so wild and so high flying. And it just was very, very fun to watch a lot of gymnastics as well. Yeah, I'm so glad you enjoyed it so much. I loved this match. This was like maybe my... <laughs> I don't know if this was my match of the night. It may have been like my second favorite match of the night. I'm I'm very there was another match that I like. I don't know. I loved it a lot, though. I had like yeah. it was early on in the show and the first two matches I did not enjoy. So this was like to take a deep breath, like cleansing the like, <laughs> you know, just cleansing the space, bringing in like, you know, fun, good vibes instead of like. What I stuff I didn't enjoy before. Sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, I actually have my notes from when I watched it live. Yeah, yeah, please. Uh, which were, okay, baby, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) And then finally some wrestling. (laughs) But yeah, it's like they are both so good at what they do and getting. Like, it's been fun to watch them on TV in AEW because I saw I was watching them. I mean, Darby Allen was in a company called Evolve, where he was doing stuff that was like a lot of like streaming. Um, But Sammy Guevara, like I was introduced to at a live show at a like VFW hall. Um, So I've seen them live a lot and seeing them like really come into themselves on TV has been really cool. I think Sammy Guevara is an incredibly like exciting heel um, who kind of doesn't get talked about as much as I think he should because doing all doing really cool moves and being like hateable at the same time is really (laughs) impressive to me. Yeah. That sounds hard. Right. Like normally when people are very talented, it's, it's kind of easy to 
like them. Or talented in this way. Like, not talented in the, oh, you're just too good at things. You make things look easy. It's like, no, this still looks really hard and really good. And man, that's a cool move. And man, that hair is good as hell. It's, yeah, that is impressive. Impressive stuff. Having good hair, having a panda on your trunks, and doing cool looking stuff that looks difficult. Like, but also maintaining a punchable essence. Yes. I think he deserves some applause for that. He's doing Um, some serious work. He really is. And I believe that was a 630 degree rotation. Um, So yeah, this match, basically, the match itself doesn't start most, like, I think the bulk of the match, or at least half of the match, is not during the match. Right. Because they're just (laughs) fighting outside outside the ring. Um, Which includes Sammy Guevara pulling a table out from under the ring. Um, which I don't know if you've seen, I don't think you've seen anybody pull anything out of the ring before. I don't think so. No, this was like, th- there were chairs in the in the Lucha match that we watched last week. Right, okay. Very cool. There is a great use of chairs there. This was like, the table and the skateboard were truly incredible. And the, the table breaking, like him flipping multiple times, that 630 degree rotation flipping into a human being lying on the table and the table actually breaking. And then I swear there was some piece of debris on his back. And I'm not sure if it was from the table or for some, like, it was probably the table. It was incredible to me. I was seriously like mouth agape, like laughing and like, holy shit, dude. Like I seriously was, I, I was like, Oh wow! This is this is cool as hell. That was cool. So they usually is that man okay. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> In ter- so just so you're less worried, uh, yeah, like a little behind the scenes thing, yeah, which isn't yeah. that behind the scenes. It's pretty commonly known, but uh, not by you because you are now you are the new wrestling watcher. Um, they set up the tables beforehand to remove okay. some support. I think there's like a metal beam usually under. Yeah, most yeah, yeah. tables to, to keep um, things like somewhat up yeah. to keep it stable. <laughs> they take that out so it cr- so to make it break more easily because the breaking of the table is like what you want because it looks because yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it just the sound is so satisfying. Oh yes, it's so it, it was so good. It was just such a perfect stunt, like perfectly executed, perfectly shot, like. It really impresses me that they're doing this a little bit on the fly like this. Like, it's yeah. really amazing to me how good and how awesome this looks on the fly. That is I, really, again, like, I know that probably sounds very rote to you as somebody who's been watching this for a while. But, like, I'm astounded sometimes by, by like, this level of stunt work, you know? For sure. I mean, I'm pretty sure they said, like, you know, beforehand, okay, I'm going to take a table out. And then I'm going to do a 630 on you from the top turnbuckle. Is that cool, dude? And then Darby's like, hell yeah, that sounds great. Or Darby was like, hey, you should pull a table out and do a 630 on me before the match even starts. (laughs) I also love that that's like the thing. Like, all right, hey, I'm going to do this thing. You're going to do this thing. Cool. And then they do it. Yeah. Again, I know it sounds very reductive. No, it's so cool. (laughs) It's like genuinely cool. Yeah. Because uh, it is this collaborative like collaboration. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're coming together like us, like MMA and pro wrestling. They're coming together, collaborating, in a beautiful appreciation. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the finger bite in the 
So the finger bite in your notes, that was from when Darby had Sammy in like a kind of a submission hold and the ref was looking the other way. So he just like bit his finger because he was so mad. (laughs) That was really good. I was very surprised. Very surprised. Well, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. Especially if you're the good guy. That's not allowed. (laughs) So It's not allowed. It did remind me, uh, he was also doing small joint manipulation, which, yes, again, my partner Vicky has totally illegally done to me before trying (sighs) to take a choke off of their neck. And I've been like, you're you're not allowed to bend my finger back like that. (laughs) Yeah, in wrestling, like, they don't really have official, I don't know what the, they like will say like, oh, the official rule is you can do three fingers at a time. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if that's, uh, but uh, there's also no official rule book. I don't think of pro right. wrestling. Right. That that would make that would make sense. That, Maybe yeah. there is. But like some things are like low blows and some things aren't. Right. Like kind of like okay, a heel will do the things that are not honorable yeah. moves, but a, a baby face will. Fa- is it just face or baby face? Sorry. Uh, Sorry. face is sh- face is short for baby face. Oh, okay. So okay. So, so I'm doing I'm doing it. You're right doing it. Way. You're doing it great. <laughs> So the thing is, like, sometimes you'll have, like, like a Darby Allen who is a baby face, but he's a badass. He's, you know, yeah. sick of all the bullshit. He understands, like, sometimes rules, you got to break them. Yeah. He's not in yeah. it. He's not a good guy because it's the he's not a good guy because the rules say to be a good guy. He's a good guy because he's good in his heart. Yes. Okay. I can I can. He's an anarchist, basically. He's an anarchist. The anarchist, the like, or I guess you could do chaotic instead of lawful. A chaotic Chaotic baby face. Yeah, Yeah, a chaotic good baby face. Um, that's Darby. That's good. So yeah, he'll break rules. As a possible title, chaotic good baby face. (laughs) There we go. Oh yeah, and just the his like amount of showmanship and like personality. I don't know. It's, I love him. I also love great. the commentary, like <laughs> the, the like the old Southern man uh, on the commentary team yeah. is this guy I don't like very much, uh, Jim okay. Ross. But the way he talks about Darby Allen like fills me with both delight and like an imme- like a kind of an entertained memory of being a kid. Yeah, and people being like, "Well, you're so unique." <laughs> Yeah, so I actually creative. really found that warm, like very warm. Like, oh, he's so new. Oh, this is so new. This is a new face. Like, he just gave it. How yeah. unique. How fresh. It was just like, oh. Once he called him a varmint, and that was like <laughs> my favorite JR moment of commentary. Good. This man's name is JR. J- JR is short for Jim Ross, yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I feel like I'm taking notes. Like, I'm just, like, writing down in my notebook, like, okay, JR equals short for Jim Ross. We got this. <laughs> Who shot JR? It was Jim Ross. Gotcha. Uh, old joke. Old from even before I was Yeah, born. that is an I old one. I might be an old southern man. It might be true. It might be the truth. That's an yeah. old one from before I was born also. Yeah. See, I'm I'm old, but I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not actually old, so it's fine. That was for our parents. That was a parents, that everybody's was like parents joke. Right? That was. Pro- that I don't was... know, probably. Oh, I'll find that out one day. That was uh, a joke for my parents. Yeah. Hey, mom so and dad. Was, wasn't that Dynasty? I think Am it was Dallas. 
Dallas. Yes, the two Ds of soap operas that people watched in 1980, the year of our Lord. Good. Uh, Good and great. Is there is there anything else you want to say about this incredible match? I just was so charmed by it. I really, really loved it and enjoyed it. I am so glad you were so charmed by it. Um, so actually, I do want to know, like, yeah. what grabbed you the most? Was it the like the like the high flying, uh, the whole combination the of everything? Flying. It was the high flying and also the pace. Frankly, mm-hmm. like. High, the high flying, like the highlights were wonderful, but I also really loved the kind of roller coaster of we're doing something really wild and there's like a little bit of downtime, but you can yeah. see them almost like stirring up or revving up for another wild thing to happen. And that was almost as fun as the wild thing happening itself. Like there was a really incredible sense of momentum throughout this. And I also felt like I I kind of could read everything as well. Like I mm-hmm. could see... uh. I could see what was going on. I I felt like I could actually read and understand and like get this dynamic immediately, which as a total noob was very, very cool for me. Like this felt very accessible in a way. Like you could show this to me or somebody who doesn't watch much of this and they'd be like, oh, I get it. I get why this is really fucking cool. This is a very cool thing. Uh, So yeah, those elements were, were what did it for me. Well, that is the reason why I picked it. <laughs> All of those reasons. Yeah. Um, with And you'll see this when I show you like more high flying stuff. And this is especially true for AEW, which was a company that was founded last year, most by wrestlers, um, oh, by independent cool. wrestlers who were backed by the guy who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So they have big money backing and they're like indie wrestlers and one... It's three indie wrestlers or former indie wrestlers and then one guy who is like a legacy wrestler who uh, left WWE. Okay. Um, And two of the four guys have a style of wrestling that's like very, 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 very fast. Not a lot of room to like let moves breathe. Uh, It's just like crazy thing after crazy thing. Um which can be very cool to watch, but I don't think is as satisfying to me mm-hmm. as watching something where somebody does a crazy thing and then you let it breathe. Yes. Which yes. I really appreciate about this is like, you'll, I mean, that 630 was nuts. Um, <laughs> like the, you know, the Spanish flies, the, uh, I forgot the name of some of the moves they do where, but you know, like I'm going to hold you and then we're, I'm going to flip both of us and then you're going to land on your face <laughs> yeah you know or the very 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 like dramatically performed stunners and stuff like uh. giving those like doing those and then giving them space to just be like that just happened <laughs> i really appreciate yeah, um that, that really helped me read it i think and really yeah. helped me like fully appreciate the coolness of all the moments and there was like yeah that that sense of anticipation as well in between them like I was really excited to see what would happen next, even as I was, like, not recovering, but, like, you know, digesting what had just happened. And that was, yeah, yeah that was awesome. This is so well-paced. It was so, so well-paced. I that, I agree. And that is, like, that's, like, what I, I really, one thing I really appreciate about this. And that's nothing to disparage a match for listeners who are like, wait a fucking second. It's great when somebody does, like, a million things within 30 seconds. That can <laughs> sure. be amazing. Yeah. It's just really hard to do well, but I still like, I lo- I do like that feeling of anticipation. I think more than I like a feeling of being overwhelmed. Sure. Yes. I agree. 
I agree completely. So, um, especially with, I don't know, especially with action. It's easy to get kind of fatigued, right? It's yeah. easy to get a little, a little overwhelmed or fatigued or to just kind of have a little bit of too much and then you can't fully appreciate everything. So Especially if you've got hours more of a show you're about to watch because you're oh, yeah. at the beginning. Um, oh, but, yeah. And also just like I, I wanted you to see Darby Allen because Darby Allen is a guy who I watched jump off a tur- the top turnbuckle like do an ollie. I think it was an ollie. No, it wasn't an ollie because ollie starts on the ground. He did like, he jumped off the turnbuckle and landed his skateboard onto a man's back. And I <laughs> jumped into the air and screamed with joy. That's the stupidest thing that's ever happened. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. I'm so here for it. That, I've also seen like, him. Yes. <laughs> I've also seen him do that with the, the bottom of the skateboard covered in thumbtacks. Oh my God. Which is like really yes, like 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 the pointy side out. Yes. Oh my! And God. he'll land it on somebody's back. Thumbtack skateboard. I. Wow. Thumbtack skateboard. <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite. Wow. I love the thumbtack skateboard. Oh my god. He like has a very good mind. He only posts. Uh, he only like. I think I did uh, like an Instagram story of it, and then he. Like screen recorded it, shifted it to black and white, and then posted it because he only posts things in black and white. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, it's such a good guy. I can tell you like just little things about Darby Allen all day because he is yeah. a joy to me. But yeah, I am. I'm so glad you enjoyed this. And maybe oh, I'm back to remembering you and your ambulance driving, and maybe yeah. someday. You will be at a show, and Darby Allen will be there with his thumbtack skateboard. Oh, I can only hope so. <laughs> I'll have him sign my AED. What's like, an Darby? AED? Darby, please sign my AED. What's an AED? Oh, it's an automated external defibrillator. It's what we use when people have cardiac arrest and they're clinically dead and we restart their hearts with it. Okay, he would love that. Because yeah. his whole thing is he paints his face, he paints himself half like a skeleton because he's half dead. <laughs> I can give him a, a, a heartbeat again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I know he would totally like get a picture, like get a video taken and post it in black and white. Oh, that sounds so good. It, hey, if you're if you're listening, Sharpie Allen, please sign my AED. <laughs> I really hope this like starts a movement of people bringing medical equipment to Darby Allen to get yes. him to autograph. Yes. I mean, that would make me so happy. You know, if I could contribute to joy in any way in this world and through that method, then I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> oh, wow. That's I'm beautiful. Learning so much. I'm learning so much. I um, not to be a friggin bummer. But uh, the fight I picked was not this high-flying, beautiful moment. I uh, I hope you're not, like, totally turned off of MMA now. I'm not. Hope- I'm... Okay. I'm right. sad yeah. for this man. Yeah. I also... Feeling it. Feeling it. <laughs> I also did kind of yell, like, boys, you're playing too rough. Oh, no! <laughs> so uh, the MMA fight... Uh, that I picked this week. And again, this this is a controversial choice. This was something I watched. So I went to PAX last week and I was running on the treadmill 
one morning and I I was just watching this uh, this fight, this event. It was a UFC. Oh, God. What was the number? 246? 245, I think. I will look that up. I'll put it in. Uh, it was from December. It was uh, uh, Usman versus Covington, which we might actually watch that fight one day for sure. That's a big one with some serious heel vibes uh, for sure. Uh, but this was uh, Uriah Faber versus Peter Jan. Uh, and this is uh, a bummer in some ways. I think yeah. it's a heartbreaking fight in a lot of ways. And to give you the backstory of it, Uriah Faber, who you said is cute and he is very cute. He has an adorable uh, like butt chin. He has like a very cute butt chin. Uh, just like an awesome, super in shape, like he's got good dad energy. He's 40 now. So he was 40 at the time of this fight. And he was a former featherweight champion, actually. I think a WEC uh, champion and almost kind of from a, a, a slightly bygone era of MMA. He's one of the first kind of small guys. You know, he, he fights at 135 pounds uh, to kind of make small guy MMA really exciting and really okay. popular and really really like you know gathered some fans he's he's you know very charming he's very charismatic he has great energy and he's very good and and he's very awesome you know smaller dude but very exciting dynamic fun uh fighter uh so he retired actually in December of 2016 uh and he unretired he actually unretired from MMA, from the UFC, and he had this really awesome fight back in the summer, uh, in July, I think, of 2019. He beat Ricky Simone in something like 47 seconds. It was at UFC Sacramento, and it was his first, I believe, and now I, I might also have to look this up, but either his first or one of his first knockouts, actually. So here he comes, uh, just about to turn 40 at that time. Uh, comes back in, unretires after, uh, you know, almost three years and knocks out a really good fighter in 47 seconds. So things are looking good for him to kind of make, you know, another run, uh, you know. Like and that a, was in his title. hometown of Sacramento that that happens? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's He's like, a California kid. That's, yeah. So, yeah, I loved him immediately because he's from California. I'm from California. Yeah. Yeah. I may be from Southern California, but I am willing to... You know, let bygones be bygones when it comes to, <laughs> yeah, you know, leaving the state or even leaving the country, as the case may be. In the in the fight between NorCal and Russia, I pick NorCal every time. Of course, of course, I get it. Uh, yeah, like, oh, man. All right, I'm gonna keep going. Uh, Peter Peter Jan, uh, is a, a young 26 year old. He's like a Russian boxer. Mm -hmm. Really great boxer. Holy crap, he's a great boxer. And very dangerous at 135 pounds. Uh, and this fight uh, does not go Uriah's way. Uh, it, uh, there's several moments where he looks like he's, he's, doing, he's doing all right. He's not being, you know, he's not like an old man getting beaten up in there or anything like that. It doesn't look like, oh, oh, what a, you know, crappy, terrible fight or anything like that. But it does become kind of clear over time that, that Jan is almost being patient with him. And there is a sense of stalking and patience. And, you know, Faber is like staying wily and having fun and kind of, he's smiling a lot and, and even like waves to his wife and daughter at one point while he's, you know, in a bad position. Uh, but eventually he gets some pretty bad damage over his eye. It looks yucky and he gets, uh, he gets punched real hard and that's the end. That's the end of the fight. Uh, and his position now is a little bit precarious, right? He was he was kind of looking to put together a run, and 
Jan is way up there, uh, sort of in title contention. Now, the bantamweight uh, division, I have to tell you, is a little bit of a disaster right now because there are several like top five fighters who have been waiting to get a title fight and a former featherweight champion, Jose Aldo, who was a champion at 145 for a very long time, uh, has just come down to 135. He's had one fight, which he lost, but it was a, a very close decision. So it wasn't like, oh, he, you know, uh, sucks or something. But he's getting uh, the the title fight before anybody else. And everybody's like, dude's had one fight in this weight class and he's cutting the line kind of thing. So the lot going on with that, that is sort of in the background here. But uh, it's an emotional, I think, difficult kind of loss uh, for Uriah Faber, who is, you know, on the wrong side of age here. And there's, you know, there's no bones about it. This is a young person's sport. Oh, yeah. Uh, there are absolutely champions. I mean, uh, you know, Daniel Cormier was a champion at 40, I think, or maybe just before 40. And he just lost his, his championship as well. But, you know, uh, oftentimes, actually, in the heavier weights, the heaviest weight class, you see... Older older people stay a little bit longer. Uh, really? And I'm not exactly sure why that is, but they, yeah, like there multiple very 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 good heavyweights are in their late 30s uh, or even have hit 40. Huh. Uh, and actually, one of my biggest uh, excitements for this weekend, which we'll get to later, uh, has Yoel Romero, who is 42, and he looks like an actual god. Like he looks like a god. Uh, so <laughs> it can't happen for sure. Uh, it is not like 40 and you're out. But you are on the wrong side of age at that point. And that's a very difficult uh, pill to swallow, I think. And tough to kind of face, uh, you know, for Uriah and for anybody who was kind of rooting for him here. So I have talked way too much, LB. I, I just wanted to hear some of your feelings on the fight here. I mean, it's fine. I was listening to you talk and also looking at pictures of Uriah Faber. On <laughs> I mean, that's Google fair. He's a very attractive guy. He's but a good-looking like, dude. I do want to see, like, okay, so I had a really dumb realization in this match, like, <laughs> one of my <laughs> dumbest, and I'm going to share it with the world right now. So I thought that there was this, like, weird coincidence that a lot of fighters just looked the same, had this, like, similar <laughs> facial feature, and uh, it was just that they all have mouth guards in. Yeah. <laughs> I thought like, oh yeah, because they get punched so much in the mouth, their mouths get swollen. It's like, no. No. That's not anything. That's you you can't get like a um like a cauliflower upper lip. That's not a thing. <laughs> right. Right. Well, you know, because I know cauliflower ear, the coolest body oh, yeah. weird thing that can happen. Um it's, it's weird, yeah. I've like gotten on board with cauliflower ears in my journey, sure. and I don't know what that's about, but I think it's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Um, I mean, it's it like it's it's real. I I see a lot of it every day. <laughs> like I uh, I I'm a sensitive baby, and I wear I am the dork who's wearing ear guards during even like jujitsu sessions, and uh, e even when I'm not uh, wrestling per se. I, I still wear it because I use my head a lot. So, you know. Yeah, you use your head. You uh, use your ears for. Yeah, like, I do the, a lot of grinding. The 12 that part of my million body, so. podcasts you make. Uh, That's you. That's you. I'm, oh, you know, I'm wearing it right now. Gotta tell you, gotta keep those ears <laughs> safe. <laughs> no, I meant that, like, you need your ears to be, exactly. like, perfect for it's true. endeavors like this one. And to talk about the John Cena movie that you talked about, you know? It's right, like. Exactly. 
and to be let's be honest for one second here i'm gonna i'm gonna drop a little i'm gonna be honest here for a second uh this is a thing that sucks but i i think there is a gender bias thing here with cauliflower ear which is men with cauliflower ear combat sports athletes men with cauliflower ear get kind of a you know slap of respect for oh hey yeah you've been doing it women with cauliflower ear you don't get the same respect from that you don't get the same uh, slap on the back and hey good job it's 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 less of that which is still sexism still alive and well even though in uh, the particular sport of MMA it is uh, perhaps oh, all right we could do 10 podcasts on that but no I want to know about this this is important well if you're really really good and you're a superstar and you sell a lot of tickets like somebody like a Ronda Rousey you can actually get paid. On par with the men who are superstars. And so that's one of the few things in the world uh, where it's possible to have pay parity. However, that's not the case for 99% of fighters, men or women. So let's not call it equal. Guess what, uh, Danielle? Any, any means. <laughs> yeah. Is it in the same? pro same? wrestling? Same? Yeah. Uh, honestly, it's probably worse. Yeah, unless you're that's... unless you are actually Ronda Rousey, uh, only Ronda her, Rousey. She's like maybe the exception here in both cases. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, like the top, like the the biggest stars in WWE who are women make significantly, significantly, significantly less than the top stars who are men. Um, sure. Yeah, that sucks. And who they Not make? Great. They I think they often make less than the medium stars who are men. Oh, that also really sucks. Yeah. So the company oh. we watched today, or we we're talking about today, AEW. Yeah. Their thing is one of their things that's cool is their base payment for new talent is the same regardless of gender. That's fucking cool. All right, that's cool as hell. Unfortunately, like in practice. They do uh, have bigger, you know, they do have people who make more money because they're bigger stars or sure. and those they own their biggest stars are all men because WWE has signed like every almost every famous woman. Okay. Um, okay. But, but they're I don't know. It's it's tough. They're trying to I know they're trying to get one step there, which yeah. uh, is is absolutely a step. And worth, they're also trying to get more women yeah. backstage jobs and uh, okay. producer jobs. And they're trying to get everybody health care by giving everybody these weird office jobs. Uh, they're really trying, which is cool. OK, I, yeah. I respect that. Hey, I respect steps. I respect steps. Steps in the right are great. But yeah, yeah, it's wrestling is like women wrestlers have to do the amount of like hustle women wrestlers have yeah. to do to make money. Um. Like stuff like OnlyFans and Patreon have actually been like really good for women wrestlers because sure. they're able to like get extra money because a lot of the in like in the independents, especially if you're an independent woman wrestler, like a lot of the hustle is selling sexy eight by tens. This these thing called things called customs. Custom. Custom matches. Like we okay. uh, we've talked about like you know that. Well, we've touched a little bit on like some of the intimacy and like sex appeal of some wrestling. There are these things called custom matches that are literally just like, hi, I have a lot of money. You're my favorite wrestlers. You need to tickle each other for 15 minutes and then choke each other out for 10. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 
It's wow. it's a whole world wow. of. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, yeah uh, back to cauliflower ear though. I just want to say, <laughs> if, I don't care what gender you are. If you have cauliflower ear, that is cool to me, and it's also hot to me. Hell yeah! That oh, goes I, out I, to I everybody. Know some ladies with some some like actually very cute cauliflower ear. It's totally like, cool looking. Yeah. Yeah, it it really it really can be. Like I I have definitely seen some cauliflower ear that just from a medical's perspective, I want to drain it. And I've seen <laughs> cauliflower ear that from any perspective I'm like that just looks fucking badass. Good right? Yeah. Yeah. I think what happened, I think uh filthy Tom Lawler, who's a pro wrestler who I think used to do MMA, um or at least he oh, nice. dresses like he used to do MMA. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. I'm pretty sure, sure he used to do it, though. He posted, like, a picture of his cauliflower ear, and I was like, oh, no. This is going to be a thing now, isn't it? And it, yeah. it's a thing now. And now it's a thing. Yeah. But... I respect that. I respect that completely. Yeah. I am so glad, Danielle, that you do, like, grappling and not, like, MMA punchy punchy. <laughs> that was one thing I was thinking when I was watching this fight. Yeah. Because... Yeah, I, I, it's a lot... <laughs> Uriah gets hit in the face. He's like smiling. He's dancing around. And then he gets those like, I think it's like the three punches. Yeah, the three piece. Yeah. And he, his face just falls apart. <laughs> yeah. And then he gets the elbow. And then, and I was just like, Danielle, please. Yeah. Be, like, first I'm like, boys, this is too rough. You need it's to tone rough, it boys. down. Because yeah. you are, this is not, this is not fun anymore. Yeah. His face is exploding. So I also like, full disclosure, I never grew up watching like boxing. Sure. Like sure, we were sure, not sure. a boxing family. Yeah. Um, I have a very like, not a hipster dad, but like the hipster mindset of like, well, this used to be good back in the so-and-so days of <laughs> sure. like a boomer dad who grew up watching Muhammad Ali and is like, all boxing is bad that isn't that. Um, sure, sure. Yeah. And also like, I'm worried about concussions because I'm a caring man, dad. It, yes. Things which I'm course. sure you can relate yeah. to with EMT brain. Um, Completely. <laughs> so I've never seen anyone's face explode like that before. Like, except in yeah, fake things. Yeah, there is things. a facial blowout. It, it's like, it looks like the orbital bone maybe even got kind of messed up. It, it just doesn't look great. It does not look great. Whew. Yeah. It's a lot. It is a lot. And it is a fucking bummer uh, in a lot of ways. And it's also very, um, man, there's just this feeling of like, I don't know how to put this, but like sweet sadness to it. Yeah. Like, like a real like man, this feels like a a, a storyline in like a very poetic movie, yeah. almost right. Like oh, there there's this this sense of inevitability and predictability, but also so much heart and soul goes exactly, into it yeah. at the same time. It's hard to really fully articulate here this kind of feeling, uh, and I'm sure there is a German word for it uh, somehow. <laughs> but like yeah. yeah, there is like this. This idea of like a real sadness uh, where reality kind of comes and really kind of spoils the party for like a really, really, you know, talented and very soulful uh, expression. You know, like there's something about this that feels poetic. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, I think part of it is just that um, Uriah is so. That was his name, right? Yeah. 
Yes. Uh, Uriah is like, he's got so much personality. He's so cute. And he's got the good story coming into it of being this like, you know, trying to come back. He's, I mean, if this was pro wrestling, I would be like, this is great storytelling. Like, this is a great story. Like, this is, you know, a great setup. And like, this would actually be a great match in a longer storyline for favor yeah. of him being like of like trying to get back on top trying to get back on top and then he eventually gets it or he gets like you know a really good bow where he doesn't quite get it but like he gets the respect the yes, show he can yes. still go or whatever um yeah. but like this isn't that this is real yeah yeah so that doesn't or unscripted yeah it's unscripted yeah yeah so he doesn't get that like same re- he doesn't get to have that like same redemption that I would that you want him to get. Yep. So that's, it's really like sad. Yeah. Um, especially because Jan is so like, not, he doesn't, so does not have like an evident personality. He's like all pretty. Business, yeah. Right? He's all business. Just all business. Yeah. He is not, he doesn't, he's not expressive. He doesn't have a ton of charisma to me. Um, yeah. Which is fine because you don't need to have that to punch somebody in the face a bunch of times. <laughs> you need to have, sure. you know, yeah. face punching skills. Yes. But in terms of like the story, it just you like you I'm I was like immediately on Faber's side. And even if we weren't from the same like very, very proudly from the same home state, yeah. I would still be like, no, this is my guy. Like it was like one of the only times a USA chant didn't annoy me. Sure, sure. Yeah. So yeah. It was like yeah. really it's really sad. I know. I'm sorry to, to break your heart. No, it's I love having my heart broken. <laughs> I love having my heart yeah. broken. It's one of the best things of res- about wrestling is getting your heart broken. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, for sure. And it was just one of those things where, like, I was running at PAX, saw this fight, saw some other fights that I would love to, to bring up uh, for both of us uh, at some point as well. But it was just like, man, I, I kind of want to go with the sad one this time. I kind of want to show... I know this sounds wild, but, like, Almost like the emotional range of this sport in some ways, right? Like of course, I've shown a couple yeah. of like good kind of well, I obviously last week was like the force of nature element of like just inevitable like force of nature kind of thing. And the first one, you know, that we watched was like a very good grappler versus striker and like Misha Tate having that little bit of she was kind of an underdog at that point, you know, and and she didn't actually hold on to the title for very long, you know. So like there was a, a, a trickiness almost and a, and a you know, uh, precarious situation, I guess, to it. But it, it went kind of the way, I don't know, it, it went a way that felt very good in a lot of ways, right? And then this one is like, now sometimes this sport is a fucking bummer. And uh, I kind of, there are ways in which uh, I don't want to be flippant about this, right? I don't want to be flippant about it being a bummer in a lot of ways. Like, I don't think MMA fighters are treated very well. I think they should have a union and union protections and health care and a lot of other things. And I think their base pay should be a lot better. Uh, there is a lawsuit going on for that. So uh, this is all sort of in, in a world where the fighters are actually treated much better as employees. Uh, I, I would feel even easier saying this, but... I I am okay with a narrative being sad uh, in that sort of very bittersweet way. I, I am okay with this um, 
Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't want to be flippant. I don't want to be flippant Danielle, at all about trust this. me, okay. as a wrestling right. as a wrestling fan who is <laughs> an ardent leftist, a, yeah. uh, you know, yes. a pr- like yes. the proud spouse of a union member. Um, sure. Like, literally, who, like, was, I've been a socialist since I was nine years old. Hell who is yes. into pro wrestling. Yes. Who watches WWE. <laughs> yeah. The company yes. that, like, is has killed somebody in the ring yep used to as a rule uh push steroids on people and profit off of that uh and then got out of and then didn't get in trouble for it due to a like uh clerical error in the trial yeah uh is a a major like a not just a major trump donor but the uh, but like had a former board member slash wife of the uh, head of the company who is a former uh, Trump cabinet member. Oh, great. And yeah. does shows in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Sure. I mean, you can you can apply a lot of this to the UFC. Y- yeah. As well, but uh, like Dana White definitely spoke at that Trump rally. Yeah. And, and it sure sure was a fucking thing. Yeah. So totally. So 100%. I completely yeah. get it. And like I. I complain about booking and stupid stuff in wrestling all the time. And I'm also not going to, I'm not singling out WWE as the only, there are a million scumbags in pro wrestling. There are indie promoters who won't pay you. There's one guy who uh, suspended his company, suspended his company operations for a year. So his wife wouldn't get any of the money from it in their divorce. Um, Wow. There's yeah. another guy yeah. who got had to get shamed into paying all of his talent last Jesus year. Christ. Wow. Uh yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. a lot yeah. there's a lot of like yakuza involvement in Japanese wrestling. Um sure. It's like a pretty scummy world. Yeah. And but I yeah. still will complain about the most flippant minor shit because <laughs> You yeah, have to sure. see the whole fields, you know? For sure. For sure. And, and I think it's really good that we acknowledge these things yeah. like, as fans of of very problematic forms of entertainment and sport. Like, very problematic. It's also bad uh, that people get hurt doing this. Yeah. <laughs> that's, just, that's just bad we in general. better concussion you know? protocols. Yes, we really do. And more we research do. done into the long-term effects of CTE. Yes. 100%. And there are, and I will say there are some people in the MMA world who are doing that work. So I want to congratulate those people who are trying to yeah, actually look same at in pro wrestling. Yeah. And in yeah. terms so of unionizing like, and worker, you know, solidarity, there are tons of people yeah. doing that work uh, publicly and privately. Uh, there are people who do it, who are doing it in secret and who are the bravest of us all. Um, because... I mean, somebody, tr- uh, they tried to unionize in WWF in the 80s, and Hulk oh, Hogan shit. ratted them out. Oh, no. So it's a bad history of labor solidarity. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know much. So, uh, but yeah, I did not know that. And that's, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, unionized. <laughs> support unions, support fair labor practices in general, whether that means uh, a specific union contract or if it means something else. Fair labor, please, for everyone. Yeah. Everywhere who does anything. Fair <laughs> labor and safe face bleeding. Yes. Please. Yes. Yes, please. And I, I, pensions yeah. and stuff so people don't have to have their faces bleed forever. 
Exactly, because that is another sad fact. Now, yeah, I'll be clear. Uriah uh, has a successful business with his gym and and other things. Yeah, it, I, I, I was thinking more of wrestling. Stuff. In his case, it, again, this is I. You know, I don't know him personally. I don't know everything about him, but I believe he is not one of the people who has to keep fighting and losing just to get money. I That's believe good. he is in the position where he just really wants to fight. That and, is good. Uh, yeah. So. Because you do Again, have people in pro wrestling. I don't look in the books for his gym or anything like that, but he does uh, appear to have a successful uh, a business. Good for him. As well. so. But he shouldn't have to have that either. Exactly. Yeah. You should be able to do the thing that you do, get paid well for it, and, and be uh, treated fairly and receive medical care for the rest of your damn life. Yeah. Uh, based on the thing that you did. He should. <laughs> we should all be able to sit in our chairs doing nothing and still get medical care. Yeah. I agree. Sorry, Everybody I'm getting rowdy, Danielle. Doctor. I'm getting rowdy. <laughs> oh, I, I'm with you. I mean, I'm a volunteer EMT. I, I, oh, yeah. I had, a, I had a patient last night who, like, you know, I just, well, I guess I can't say this on the air. I'll tell you later. There's okay. an off-the-record thing I'll tell you about it. But That's good. Just, uh, just to know, I am 100% with you on that. Medical care for everyone, always forever. I like how I came to this conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's like actually with wrestling, it's been really interesting watching wrestlers get on board yeah. with like Medicare for all because yeah. they don't like, especially independent wrestlers don't get health insurance. Um, oh. WWE wrestlers don't get health insurance because they're not employees. What? They're oh yeah, they're not employees. They're independent contractors. Um, oh my god! So they get they uh, make all the money for the company. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> oh. I should so have, I have a buddy, Carl, actually, who uh, has some stuff to say about uh, people yeah. who create value versus people yeah. who, but uh, I'm digressing here. <laughs> um, yeah, they're independent yeah. contractors. So if you get hurt in the ring, uh, it's just kind of generally taken taken for granted that the company will pay for your treatment, but it isn't like official. Wow. Uh, so if you, but if your kid gets sick, right? I don't know. Uh, I think I'm assuming people pay for private insurance, but yeah, it's they don't get it through through work. Huh. Again, it's like it's like well, we don't need that because we're a brotherhood, we're a family. So if oh, your sure. wife gets cancer and I like you, then I'll pay for it. You know, it's stuff like that. <laughs> oh man! And that's WWE, yeah, no. which is a publicly traded company, right? That they're doing all right, as as I understand it. Yes. Again, I don't look at the spreadsheets, but... The no, they can definitely... I mean, there are a lot of... Again, I am never besmirching people who are number perverts and who are into looking at sure. stuff like ratings and quarterly reports, because those are things I never want to look at. And I am so grateful <laughs> to all of yeah. you freaks out there for being into reading that stuff. So I don't have to. <laughs> the WWE is not doing the best they've ever done, but they are doing plenty well enough to be paying for people's health insurance. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you too. I mean, what oh. if like there was a like a fighter wrestler? Okay, what if us doing this solidarity right now? Yeah. What if we saw that broadly for like everybody in combat sports and fake combat sports? Yes. Yes. Let's make the fighter uh, we gotta we gotta make a cool name. We gotta make a cool name. Uh, and also a funny thing. Not saying I loved Andrew Yang on everything, but he was actually all about MMA unions, really, fighters, which is actually great. 
MMA? Uh, so is he like yeah. an MMA fan? I, he must be. He, he must be to be like that passionate about it that he like talked about that very openly. <laughs> like union, unionize for fighters, you know, like let's do it. Either that or he uh, had like advisors who are like very zeroed in on, I don't know, our exact like Twitter spheres. Right. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's big on it, you know. Good for him, man. Thank you, Yang Gang. Oh, I'm at his website now, and it's just thank you, Yang Gang. Oh, did you see uh, they had a big sale on, like, all his merch? Oh. And some of it yeah. was... I think he was. He's also might be into pro wrestling, because he was, like, very into um, Chris Jericho. Okay. Who, I mean, he's big on unions in general. Like, very, very big. Uh, I, I knew that about him, but he was also just very huge on specifically... Uh, MMA fighters uh, unionizing, so it's pretty cool. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, you glad, can get the you know math. What? I'm glad that we got here <laughs> from the fights that we watched today. <laughs> I, I'm glad that we got because this is beautiful to me. I think it's actually great. Like we're talking about things that we love and enjoy and give us a lot of joy in life, and maybe some sadness, maybe some yeah. like heartfelt, soul searching kind of sadness that I think this fight. Uh, gave to me, uh, and it sounds like you had some of that too. I definitely then, did. Yeah, and then we get to this, you know, positions of like really heartfelt political, uh, you know, feelings and and really heartfelt beliefs and moral beliefs about fairness and and how people should be treated and like, fucking man, that's great. I mean, your eyes are the only really one with heart and fighting spirit. We've got heart and fighting spirit too. It makes me happy. Right. We really do. We really do. Um, I guess to let's carry that let's carry that energy into our final segment. Yeah, let's bring our fighting spirit and our heart into our final segment, which is the upcoming fights and events that we are excited about. LB, do you want to go first? Do you want to tell me about something you're excited about? Uh, sure. Upcoming? So because of the coronavirus stuff, there are a lot of companies yeah. in Japan that have followed a government directive to cancel or postpone. Uh you know, big public shows uh, and events. Yeah. So what a lot of companies are, what companies are doing, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling is doing a thing where they're streaming non-wrestling kind of talk shows. Uh, so okay. I think this guy Taichi's doing some gaming. Stardom is, well, World Wonder Ring Stardom, which is a women's company. Um, if you're a WWE person, you're not familiar with Stardom. Stardom is where Kyrie Sane came from. That's where Io Shirai came from. Uh, Tony Storm did a stint there. Nick, you know, Nikki Cross did a stint there. A lot of people have done sure, stints in stardom. Sure. Uh, they are doing a show that is No People Gate, which is <laughs> a which will, I think will be will be streaming for free on their YouTube. Uh, usually their stuff does not stream live, and if it does, when it does stream, it streams on their subscription service. So this is a great opportunity okay. to watch them. And it, No People Gate is a show with no audience. <laughs> I, I think that's really fun and interesting, and I I would love to see that energy. Like, yeah. how does that translate? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that will be on Saturday at nine thirty Eastern, uh, six thirty Pacific on the Stardom YouTube. Uh, there's information on that on Fanbyte. Uh, what wrestling should you watch this week? And yeah, 
I'm excited to check that out. And I think it'll have like a battle royal and all kinds of stuff. So yeah, definitely check that one out. I might actually watch that because that sounds really fucking cool. Sounds really yeah. cool. I am also excited about an event. Uh, it might be concurrent, so I might be streaming one-on-one device and streaming one. We're not streaming. I might go to a bar. We'll see. We'll see what happens. That's so cool about UFC, though, is you can go to bars yeah. and watch it. You go to bars and watch that. Nobody's and streaming Stardom No People Gate yet. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I mean, at bars. Yeah, not yet. Yet. But yeah. Not yet, but don't worry. Yeah, I, I'll be like going to a bar and maybe I'll buy a drink and give it to somebody else because I don't really drink anymore because I'm 3,000 years old. Uh, it's hard on your body. To with people. It's really hard on my body. And like, I just can't. I just can't. I had to kind of pick. Do I want to do combat sports at 36 and compete in them or do I want to like drink? Yeah. <laughs> that was an easy choice for me because I, I didn't like drinking that much anyway. Um. But that doesn't, I, I'm not, I don't think I'm like superior or making some great choice or anything. I, I don't like, I don't care about that kind of stuff. It's more just like, I just, I just can't do both. Man. I just don't want to hurt so much. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't do combat yeah. sports and I barely drink anymore because I'm 30 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And my body says, ow. It does. Bodies. <laughs> you know, bodies. Man bodies. It's like, it's like this yeah. is dehydrating me. Um, it's making me have headache, and we don't want please to just drink water, take nap. Yeah, exactly. That's my idea of a good time. <laughs> and like, you know what? I'm just accepting it now. We're accept accepting. I'm into Steely Dan and Botanical Gardens. Okay, I'm now Fuck. 30 years old. Yes. Fuck yes. Yes, we're here now. Yeah, we're here. In our 30s, we're doing it. Yeah. We're just doing it. We're going to bed uh, early. I mean, speaking of of people, well... I'm sorry for completely derailing. He's in his 40s. No, I'm, make, I'm making this work. Yoel Romero is fighting this weekend. He's 42 years old. He looks like a golden god. He's a Cuban dude. Incredible fighter. He's a middleweight. He's 42. He looks as good as he looks. He is going to be fighting Israel Adesanya. And both of these guys... I just want to let you know, they might actually be pretty appealing to fans of pro wrestling because both of them do flips sometimes. It, not in fights, but like while promoting fights, like at the weigh-ins, they'll do like flips, they'll do dances, do, do the kinds of walkouts that look like you might see in a pro wrestling match. Like awesome. they do all kinds of really fun showmanship stuff and they're both unbelievably talented fighters. Uh, so I'm very excited about that one. There's also the women's strawweight title fight between Weile Zhang uh, who is a champion right now, and Joanna Janjacek, who is a former champion, who has only lost, like, three times, and it's only been in, like, championship fights, almost. Uh, again, we'll look at the statistics on that, but she's very good, and she was the women's strawweight champion for years and years, and she's like, I'm coming to get my belt back, and Weili Zhang, first Chinese champion, is Shit. just uh, incredible. Just incredible. These are unbelievably talented very small fighters. This is a, a straw weight is 115. So this is the smallest. That's so small. Uh, yeah, this is, these are the smallest people who compete in the UFC. Actually, other women's leagues often have an atom weight, which is 105. Oh. Uh, Invicta FC has a 105. <laughs> yeah, those are tiny, tiny women. Uh, one of my best friends who I train with, uh, who does uh, MMA, she is an atom weight. So we we train together and Just she like is a beast. The a like tiny Lady beast. scrappy dudes. Yeah. Very, very small, very tough. Uh, and Ioana and Wele uh, are are just 
absolute technicians, incredible strikers, incredibly well-rounded fighters. It's going to be like a technical smorgasbord, I think, of of great fights. This uh, sounds so yeah. good. And yeah, so that is at the same UFC. time. It, yeah, sad. Sadly. Saturday night. Uh, we might have to do a streamy here and a, and a catch up there and a whatever you got to do. I mean, that's why I got two monitors, yeah. Danielle. I actually have a third monitor yeah. that I can hook up just in case. Oh, my God. That's perfect. Yeah. So you're all ready. You're ready I'm to go. I'm ready this to go. Yes. Because, yeah, this sounds really fun. And I or I could just go to a bar and watch Stardom on my phone. That's also possible. Or a nice iPad, perhaps. You know, set that up. and That's true. You know, get, a, get a nice little, you know, Coke. Sit there with your, your iPad and your... <laughs> and you I could have one beer. I could have one beer. Yeah, you could have a beer. You I'm pretty... Uh, like, one thing I'm very one. impressed by these tiny people is because I'm, like, a massive, gentle wimp. I'm, like, sure, a really... Sure. I'm, like, a five foot five Totoro. Sure, sure. I mean... That's so I can have awesome. one beer. My body can handle oh, I'm that. Also, I'm also 5'5". Five five. Well, almost. I round up, to be <laughs> oh, honest with you. I round up to 5'5". Five five. I'm 5'4 five and a half. Short kings. <laughs> yes! Short kings forever! That's that's what I say. That's what I do. I'm going to I'm gonna read our outro stuff. Okay. Uh, Thank you so much. Carry that short king energy yeah. into our outro. Urgh. Short kings! Oh, short kings say that's all for this week. We hope you enjoyed your combat sports entertainment journey with us. Be sure to rate and review our podcast. Please do that. It actually really helps us. I know it's annoying to hear that all the time, but it really helps us. Please do that. Thank you. Uh, and listen to all our stuff at fanbyte.com slash podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at fanbyte media, on Instagram at fanbyte, on TikTok. Yes, we have a TikTok on at fanbyte. And of course, on fanbyte.com. And please do watch Late Lunch. Uh, which is now a Wednesday streaming show on twitch.tv slash fanbyte. And please make sure to check out all of our wrestling coverage at fanbyte.com slash wrestling. LB, where can people find you online? You can find me at on Twitter as HunkTears. Uh, I will sometimes post on Instagram. It'll usually be yes. at a botanical garden uh, yes. or about like some tea I'm drinking. And oh, I'm also HunkTears really on good. there. I'm really into white tea lately. Yeah, uh, fanbite.com slash wrestling. Uh, If you just want to see the wrestling articles, you don't want to see all my very insightful commentary about, I don't know, politics and uh, indie rock from the 90s, you can just follow Fanfight, which is like Fanbite with an F instead, like the name of this podcast on Twitter. And yeah, please check out everything we're doing. We have um, all kinds of stuff coming on the pipeline, new exciting things. Features, reviews, articles, uh, great intro guides if you're looking to get into wrestling or looking to broaden your scope and start checking out different kinds of companies. So check us out. Thank you so much, Danielle. That sounds so good. Thank you so much, LB. Do you want to do, I don't know, like a short king uh, uh, slap? Thunder, thigh slap? I I don't know. Trying to think something appropriate for... I was thinking, like, let's just do backflips. I can't do that. Um, I and can't. then, like, <laughs> our faces. I don't want our faces to explode. No. No, we can't have that. Uh, <sighs> why don't we just say short kings on three? Okay. Like, one, two, three, short kings. Okay. How's that? Let's do All it. Right, ready? Yeah. One, one two, two, three. Short, short kings! kings!